to an all-new Downright Sports, the radio show slash podcast. It's a podcast. Let's call it what it is. But I like calling it Downright Sports Radio because it sounds cool. But it's a podcast. And I'm your host, Brent Reed, the sports critic for the sports fan. And ladies and gentlemen, it is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Mama. To all the strong single mothers out there. To all the moms that go to work and have to come home and have to take care of a family and etc some moms gotta play dad some moms gotta play big brother little brother little sister some moms have to have multiple roles and um yeah shout out uh my mama my lovely lovely mom uh happy mother's day uh to all the women in my family my grandmother my aunts or my aunts i'm gonna call my i'm gonna talk how i talk my (laughs) my aunt uh my aunts um uh, cousins, a lot of cousins that are moms, so shout out to all of them, and uh, enjoy your day, you deserve it, we all know Mother's Day is more, is a little more special than, you know, Father's Day, you know, you get your dad a tie and, you know, leave him alone for the rest of the day, but Mother's Day is that day where we all have to, you know, bow down to, you know, the queen of the house. And if you're not willing to do that, there's a, you know, you're a piece of scum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless, of course, you know, you had like a tough relationship with your mom or something like that. 
You gotta forgive me because I'm fighting with my with my sound quality. Because I can't really hear myself. It's not as that sounds a little bit better. Um, yeah, I'm fighting with the sound quality right now, but it's all good. We'll figure it out. Um, me today's show is gonna be a little different. Uh, we're gonna have four segments versus the normal three. If you've ever listened before, um, just because I don't know, uh, this may be the last show for. Two weeks. I think I'm probably like just chill out next week and retool and do some um, uh, maintenance on the old uh, setups here we got going on and just you know uh, something you know, just tired of running my mouth every week. <laughs> um, started playing golf last week again. Went to the driving range and it was packed, ladies and gentlemen, packed. And you're like, you know, with the with the pandemic going on with the virus, I was actually kind of shocked. But it was nice to get out there on that driving range and um, hit a few. Went out there with my my buddy Tim, great friend, uh, producer. Uh, he does the music for the the show on YouTube. But it was you know we got out there with him. Got out there with um, uh, a, a, a boss man of mine, um, Michael. He we had some fun. He's got a. I like to, you know, I like to use the, the long game to compensate for I have no short game. You know, I, I can't, you know, my mid-range game and my short game is terrible, so I try to drive the heck out the ball. And I was watching how Mike hits it. He's got a nice, you know, he can get it there and he'll just, you know, play on. Where, and Tim, same thing. Tim's one of the best golfers I know, like, from a, like, uh, no practicing, the kid is good. Like, he's really good. From just a no practicing standpoint, you got to give him a lot of credit. You really do. And I I, I like to I like to tip my hat to that guy. But I think we're going to get out there a lot more this year. It's going to be a lot. I'm going to be outside a lot more than I have been in years past. Even when, you know, things kind of get back to normal. Um, <laughs> something that is going to terrified the hell out of me but i'm kind of looking forward to doing a little bit um like uh, my uh my girlfriend she wants to kayak for her birthday we're probably she'll probably kayak i'll probably get a donut and get a case of beer and just <laughs> drift down the river like blue from um from uh the ju- ju- uh, jungle book so you know i i, I can't swim I just want to be clear about that. I cannot swim. I didn't. My mother, speaking of moms, my mom paid for swimming lessons for me, and I did not trust the instructor at all. Like, nothing they were telling me made sense. It was like, yeah, just do this. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So, I didn't trust. Everybody's like, I'll teach you. I'm like, "Eh." if I didn't trust the professional, I'm definitely not going to trust this this, this amateur, you know. So, but I'm looking forward to it because, uh, she said she's never done it. She she's she's kind of funny, which is cute. So like last year, for she loves Halloween. She loves the fall. Everything included with it. So she's like, we're going to a pumpkin patch. I'm like, all right, well, cool. I've been to pumpkin patches before. Not in a million years, but I've been to pumpkin patches. The way she was talking about that, she's been to one. Never been to a pumpkin patch. First time we get there, it's our first, first pumpkin patch ever. And I'm dying. I'm like, oh, okay. This big, because like we went through the maze and all that. And I'm just like, you never been? You didn't, oh, So it was kind of hilarious. So she's never been kayaking. So this will be her first time she gets to kayak. So it'll be cool. You know, she got to fly for the first time this year, even though that trip was dreadful. You know, 
the aftermath was dreadful, but she got the fly. So it's cool when you with somebody for their first, you know, a lot, you know, first. This will be my first time taking uh, outside of going to the amusement park, and you get on that uh, that water rafted ride at like Bush Gardens or Six Flags, you know, you're in that tube with like five other people, and it bounces back and forth. So outside of that, so but um, you know, you know, a lot of outdoor activities this year. So you know, you, you when you're told to stay inside, you kind of start appreciating the outside a little bit more. Um, the music world lost two, not one, but lost two. Um, the day before, actually, uh, Siegfried of Siegfried and Roy passed away. Can you believe that? But um, the music world lost two pioneers in one legend i don't know if andre is in legendary category but he's a pioneer i'll tell you that uh little richard and andre harrell uh both passed away little richard was uh the founding fathers of rock and roll clearly clear um he was he was without a question uh one of music's biggest influences you when it came to i mean when it comes when it comes to rock when it comes to music period we all know tutti fruity you know what i'm saying everybody knows woo. everybody knows a little richard and we he greatness is thrown around a lot legends is thrown around a lot but when you little richard's in that category he was he was a game changer man you know he did it on his own he did it his way he did it um better than some and he did it for a long period of time you know it's crazy because tutti fruity <laughs> may be one of the most overplayed songs but people would hear it and you go crazy oh my god and little richard with his sassiness and the way he was, and you know, he, you know, you see him on TV, you're like, shut up. And that was the cool thing about Little Richard. Like, he always, you know, he was uh, a key figure from like the 80s to the 90s, especially when uh, more black shows came out of nowhere. And you would see Little Richard guest appear on the show as Little Richard or in some kind of capacity as Little Richard. I remember him on Martin. He came in on Martin. He was the. The exterminator. You're supposed to be catching a mouse, and he shows up, and he doesn't show up in just regular exterminator clothes. Like he's even got like flair on his sleet on his shoulders, right? Like he's just not your regular exterminator. So, um, it you know it's gonna be it's sad. He, little Richard lived to 87 years old. Uh, nice long life. Uh, <clears throat> he uh, saw on TV a few years ago. People wanted to know what happened he just said he retired he wanted to get back to being with god and he just started going to church more and more and uh being there little richard was from macon georgia he passed away in nashville tennessee uh some of the uh people he worked with or worked around elvis presley buddy holly jerry lee lewis the elderly elderly brothers and, you know, that's a that's a who's who, if you will. Uh, he's a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Uh, the guy basically is one of the most standout individuals you can ever imagine. And then the next one on the list, who I think shocked everybody, was Andre Harrell. And because he was such a young man, um, Andre was 59 years old. 
and you know he just passed away. And some of you are wondering, like, what's what's Andre's claim to fame? Well, I'm here to tell you. If you ever heard of one named Puff Daddy, P Diddy, or Diddy, or Love, Brother Love as he calls himself, Andre Harrell's who put him on the map. Uh, Diddy used to be Andre's intern. Yeah, and eventually worked his way up in Uptown Records and was running Uptown Records. Andre Harrell is the mastermind behind, like, the New Jack Swing. Um, he served as uh, president and CEO of Motown Records. Uh he was a producer, executive producer, uh, songwriter. They even have him listed as a rapper. I think they put all black people as rappers. But Andre was from New Yorker, bred and born. Uh, he passed away in West Hollywood. Again, he was 59, which is just so crazy. These are some of the who's who that Andre put on the, mark, on the map. Mary J. Blige. The Notorious B.I.G. I don't even need to name any more people. Like, <laughs> that by itself, just met, if he would have just worked with Mary and Biggie, he could have retired then. And I'm pretty sure that's why Andre kind of retired. Um, it was, just, you know, it's crazy because you look at what he did and then, like, his trail. Like, Uptown Records pretty much turned into Bad Boy Records. You know what I'm saying? And then you can link him to all the greatness that we've seen and you know his his what hip hop has become pretty much started with him, especially with that West Coast, you know, excuse me, the New Jack Swing and stuff like that, which we're going to play a lot of today. So we say goodbye to those guys, man. And you know, sometimes you you don't get a chance to, but you would like to meet certain people. I would have liked to have sat down in a room with Andre around, just picked his brain for hours, just to see um what his mind would have been like, what is like business-wise and how he uh, pursued things. Some business people out there, I just want to sit. I don't want to speak. I want them to talk, and I just get to just sit by the learning tree. And there's not many out there. I think some people are just full of crap. But, like, Andre, Diddy, Warren Buffett, um, Mark Cuban. There's a few guys, like, I just want to sit there and be like, okay, you talk. <laughs> I'll listen. You get what I'm saying? Uh, when we come back, uh, like I said, today's show, we're dedicating the music to Andre and uh, Little Richard. Shout out to DJ Chase for helping me out with that. Uh, speaking of DJ Chase, uh, his song, one of his, if you have serious radio, what, what? Um, let me get the song. Let me make sure I got the song right. And this is today. So if you listen to the show tomorrow, sorry, but if you listen to the show today, uh, Expressway, produced by Worldwide Sounds' own DJ Chase. And Big Inf is going to be played on uh, Sirius Radio today. The show is going to be played on... I'm doing everything from the phone, kids. Um, Rapping South Control. I think that's what it says. <laughs> uh, the show airs at 10 o'clock, so it's going to be on tonight. Uh, DJ Eclipse on Shady 45, if you will. Uh, they're going to play his song, so shout out to Chase, and I got to show him some love, because he is the founding father of said podcast. Anyway, when we come back, uh, we're going to throw some music, and we're cutting out the ums, no more ums, because I'm going to read the script from here on out. So, uh, that was the last one. Chris Williams, Lil' Dreamin', if you guys remember that from, uh, I think it was, I think it's New Jack City. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's New Jack City. Anyway, down on sports.
man, man, if you love music, that is still a hit. Uh, it sounds better than I change headphones. Still sounds a little far away, but I change headphones. But still, that song is a hit maker, beat taker. I'm running out of stuff. I ain't gonna lie. I'm sidetracked right now. I'm just going through my iPad. I get sidetracked sometimes. It happens. Anyway, <clears throat> so baseball potentially going to make an announcement Tuesday with the idea of some type of return. Uh, whether it's to return to play in Florida and in Houston, but now there are three states in play. So you have Florida, Houston, and Texas. Baseball spring training takes place in Florida and Arizona. What the heck did I say? Let's back up. Yeah, Florida and Arizona. I said it right. Yeah, yeah. So the question remains, will we get the game back in some kind of capacity? And I like to think that we will. It makes sense if you're trying to limit the allotment of people. Now, sidetracking a little bit, uh, where I record the shows that takes place out of Virginia. Shout out Lynchburg, Virginia. But the show, uh, Virginia is passing phases where it's like phase one, 50 people could show up, phase two, da 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 da. If I'm baseball. I start out, no fans, test everybody that works. No fans, limited staff. I'm telling you, like, just limit the staff. I don't know why. I would limit the staff with pay. Now, I think for one season, one season, some of these franchises can afford to pay people for just one season. I know you well, you don't do my books, but I find it hard to believe that you all this stuff is worth billions of dollars and you don't have some type of surplus or some type of backup plan for this stuff intact. In what if we have weather or war or something? There's got to be some, a system in place. And I think owners have enough money and not, half owners don't even spend their own money to take a hit for one season and you just, all right, here's how this is going to go down. There will be... For games, there will be the manager, and the manager may have to go a little old school, where the manager may have to be the third base coach. So you have a third base coach, you have a first base coach, you have a pitching coach. That's it. That's it. And you just you keep it as basic as simple. You keep the umpires as basic as simple. Umpires don't make contact with players no way except for yelling, and they're kind of getting rid of that anyway. And outside of making a tag if you really think about it the position players are already separated from each other so you're good in that nature it's just in the dugout where you gotta worry about one but like i go to work i gotta i have a regular nine to five and i have to be around my co-workers i gotta be around people and yeah we kind of stay away from each other but we still have to interact whether it's in the bathroom you know we don't interact in the bathroom <laughs> But whether it's um, I, one goes in, the other comes out, or we're in the inventory, you know, where we're getting product, you know, whatever the case is, we're coming into contact. So you can't you, you can't stop it all, but you can limit, if you will, you can limit. And I think you just got to be smart here. You treat everything like it's a high school sport. There's no need, you know, guys can get their own water. Guys can get their own equipment. Guys, you know, there's certain stuff that you, you know, doctors, you already need them. So you got the training staff, but you don't need a hundred people 
around. Same goes in basketball. You know, I know these guys is pampered. They're the top of the top, the creme de la creme. But to some point, like even actors today, they got to put on their own makeup when they go on TV. You know, I hear it all the time. Guys are like, I'm putting on my own makeup. You're going to have to suit yourself up and get it prepared. So <clears throat> some of the, the ideas that they're shooting out, and I think this idea is the only one, is, and this is baseball's way in kind of just like telling us um, what they're going to do. This is baseball's way of just saying, <laughs> yeah, we're experimenting, but this is what we really want to do. And um, the they want to break down new divisions. And basically, they're <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to steal the idea from the way spring training is broken down. And so, if I have this pulled up correctly, I'm trying to get there. So, right now, the East, I can't see this. The East would look like this. It would be the Red Sox, the Tampa Bay Rays, Pittsburgh Pirates, Philadelphia Phillies, New York Yankees, the Washington Nationals, the Mets, the Blue Jays, the Marlins, and the O's. For Red Sox, Tampa, that's the American League East, if you think about it. And all you did, that's the American League East with a splash of the, the National League East, pretty much. The only oddball team in that's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh plays in the Central. So you can almost, you can pull this off. And for these players, you know, and I, you know, I'm not going to begrudge the guy like, I want to be home. But for most of these players, this is within reach of being home. You know what I'm saying? Like, a flight from New York to Tampa is in, in two hours tops. Boston, three hours tops. And not to mention, all of them, if you if you play on the East Coast, probably they all have homes on the East Coast. The, the furthest reach would be Toronto. You know what I mean? But I think it's doable. That makes more sense. That makes sense. You can make that work. And I, now... <laughs> they want to make one rule, no DH. They've been trying to get rid of, I mean, uh, no, the pitcher doesn't have to hit, which they've been trying to get rid of forever. I don't, I'm a traditionalist. I kind of want to keep it. I don't want it to go away. Is there a possible, I think it's impossible to have two different rules in the same league, you know, in the same division. That'd be kind of weird. What if, now the the, the central, they want to call it the central, not the west. I don't know why. But the Central, Cleveland, St. Louis, Atlanta, Milwaukee, <clears throat> Chicago, Minnesota, Cincinnati, the Cubs, Detroit, KC. That's the Central. And then we're going to have the West. The West would be the, uh, the Dodgers, the Padres, Houston, San Francisco, L, uh, the Angels, Oakland, Texas, Diamondbacks, Rockies, and uh, Seattle. I think you can make it work. It's an ugly three divisions, but I think you can make it work. There's a way in making it work somehow. Well, you know, when more details come out, we'll tackle it. But as like right now, you can forget about the potential of games being hosted in New York this year, or games being hosted in California. I, you know, you're <clears throat> you're kind of asking a lot. <laughs> you know, especially in New York, that city took a beating. 
and you're going to add, you know, you, you, it's just not worth it. Now, I know what they're trying to do, too. You got to figure out how to make this work because you got to have the TV and yada, yada, yada. But it's a way it'll work. I'm watching the South Korea baseball now, and they seem to be having, they, they, seem, to, they seem to have a grasp on it. It looks a little weird without fans. But as the summer goes on, as it warms up, the further and further we get away from, <clears throat> this deadly virus, you can start welcoming people in maybe a hundred, maybe a uh, uh, thousand, maybe two thousand, maybe just keep it at two thousand. Like I said, you kind of have that high school feel about it, and it may make it cool. If 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 you could, I almost say play at the colleges, and some of the money could go to the colleges, especially colleges that gonna that's gonna need money. That'd be pretty cool. You host games at the college. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine seeing a baseball game at the University of Miami or the University of um, Arizona? What is it? Arizona. Yeah, Arizona State or the University of Arizona or uh, Texas. You know, that'd be pretty dope. You know what I mean? That would be pretty dope. I like that. So, but those are just my ideas. And the more and more they come out, you know, we'll... I'll have something for you. Maybe not next week, but when I return, you know, when we return in two weeks. Anyway, when we come back, believe it or not, I'm going to break down the NFL schedule. Something I never do. But there's nothing else to talk about. And I'm going to talk about the UFC fight because I didn't watch it and it looked trash anyway. So we'll be back. Uh, what are we going to throw on? We're going to throw some Strictly Business by the one, the only, the GOAT, LL Cool J. Yeah, I said it. The GOAT. Calm down, all of you. LL. Go, go check his resume. Trust me. We'll be right back.
hey, hey, hey. All right, let's get it going. The NFL released its schedule, and the world went crazy. Oh, my God, the schedule's out. I can't believe it. Ah, I love the schedule. <laughs> the NFL schedule's here. <laughs> my world is correct. All is right in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I always laugh every year. They do, like, these primetime specials that last like two hours you know and they break down the schedule and teams ain't even complete the rosters aren't even complete not to mention you get like they get excited this game's prime time and then like the, the, the person that they get excited for gets hurt and doesn't even play the rest of the year and or I do you one better last year the Cleveland Browns was on every primetime game you can imagine the Cleveland Browns was everywhere they were they were they were more pre- they were they were they were so out there you needed a, a a test to make sure you didn't have Cleveland Brown okay and the team was trash so every year the NFL does the NFL they suck everybody so well they make you think the draft is fantastic they make you think the, the the release of the schedule. The schedule is fantastic. Between now and September, ESPN will break down every game, every matchup. It's crazy. It's really. <laughs> I, I, I want that marketing strategy. Like, I need to figure I need to study the NFL's marketing strategy. Like, how do people just, like, base their whole life around this sport what about this sport makes you love it i actually want to change this subject this this segment i should have picked the games nobody cares about because i sat down and i went through the schedule i went through the weeks i didn't go through every team schedule because i'm not a psychopath but i went down week one through 17 and there's some weeks where there's like point there's no there's no point in watching these games. I don't give a damn how good the team may be. It's still boring to watch Tennessee versus Detroit. It's still boring to watch Jacksonville versus Carolina. Now that Cam Newton's not there, Carolina's on my doo-doo list. It's boring to watch Miami versus the Jets. It's still boring to team. It doesn't matter how good the record is. Some teams are just boring. Some teams are just exciting. 49ers, exciting. Seattle, exciting. Green Bay, exciting. Houston, exciting. Kansas City, exciting. Those teams are exciting to watch. Even Pittsburgh, as dreadful as the team could be, is exciting to watch. It's like, you know you're going to get a game out of them. Everybody to put their, everybody has put blood, sweat, and tears in the room for the, the Cleveland Browns. They all want Cleveland to be good. I don't know if there's some there's gold up in them hills, but they really want Cleveland to be good. And you know what Cleveland's are being? Trash. Every single year. Isn't the definition of insanity just looking to do the same thing all the time? Like repeating the same crap? And so that's how I know everybody's insane in football. And the fans are equally insane. Bat- football is getting to the point like the NBA. You could pencil in at least what is it, twelve teams to go to the playoffs. You could pencil in six. The Green Bay. It used to be New England, but that's questionable. <laughs> Green Bay, Seattle, Houston, um, 
Cowboys or New England or the Eagles, you can pretty much say those teams are going. Like, there's no question. Now, with that being said, I pick these games based on the games I pick that you should pay attention to is based on the storylines built around them, whether for good or bad. All right. So week one, what do we got? Week one. I should. Should we get sound effects? I don't think I have sound effects for this. I got lasers, but I'm not gonna go looking for that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> not a big deal. All right. So week one, you got uh, Texas versus the Chiefs. Good game. Good re- playoff rematch game. We all know what happened there. Texas just like. Oh, my God. <laughs> they forgot there was a second half. Uh, Eagles versus Washington. Why is that important? Because is this the last time Carson Wentz has a full season? The guy's injury prone. They drafted Jalen Hurt. Is is this going to be the path? You know, will we see, you know, what's going to happen there? And not to mention Washington's got a lot of stuff. They have um, the kid they drafted last year. I uh, can't think of his name right now. They got the first-round pick, uh, the middle linebacker. That kid is going to be explosive. Uh, Chase Young. Uh, not to mention Alex Smith is talking about he's going to make a return. They got the new head coach, the defensive-oriented head coach. So, you know, will that – how will those, you know, those two buttheads, Cowboys and uh, Rams, Rams, they got to bounce back. Cowboys, they got to bounce back. And will they pay Dak? Not to mention they got the uh, they got Andy sitting on the bench. Browns and Ravens. I like that a lot. I really am a big fan of uh, the Ravens. Is this the year the Browns bounce back, or the Ravens just run through them? And uh, Tampa Bay, aka New England of the South, takes on the Saints. Two of the oldest quarterbacks to ever play in the league and ever. You got Medusa versus uh, Moses, Tom Brady versus uh, Drew Brees. Will A, will both guys walk off the field? Or C, you know, is uh, is, this the, is this the casting for Golden Pond Part 2? Google the movie. Um, week 2, I got two games to watch. Ravens, Texans, Saints, Vegas. The, the Vegas uh, Raiders. Why? A because of the first big. They're the first. They're, they're they're in Vegas. We have to see that. Ravens Texans is just exciting. It's a great shooter. Week three, Texans Vikings. I mean, excuse me, Titans Vikings. That's two weeks now of football. Did the Titans overpay for Ryan Tannehill? I feel like they just threw money at a guy who was trashed down in Miami and had a half of a good season. And maybe that that was that was all just for show. You know what I'm saying? Did they waste their money? So we're going to see that. And not to mention, they're going to take on the Vikings team with my least favorite person in the world, Kirk Cousins. Green Bay, New England, uh, Green Bay and um, the Saints also and awesome, you're going to have Aaron Rodgers, who's going to have the biggest chip on his shoulder, versus uh, maybe uh, Teddy Bridgewater by week three, because Drew Brees is a 1,000 years old, but you're going to have those two teams. And you got KC and the Ravens. Come on. That's box office. That that game is the best game to watch anywhere. Week four, you got Cleveland and Dallas. By week four, is Cleveland 0-3? Or do they have some type of fight in them? Same for the Cowboys. If the Cowboys own through, Cowboys could be, they could be either way, but this is probably their bounce back here. New England and Kansas City. 
that's New England. You have to watch them this season just to see if Bill Belichick needed Tom Brady. Let's look at Bill Belichick's background, shall we? When he was in Cleveland, the team wasn't really good. He left the Jets, and then he got lucky, and then this, the angel fell into his into his hands, and he doesn't have that guy anymore. If New England goes out and gets Cam Newton, like I said, I'll change what I think. But right now, is that the game where Kansas City puts the death nail in New England, and New England's just done? And then you got the Bills and the Raiders, two upstart teams. The Bills last year made the playoffs last year. Yeah. But they're going to travel to Las Vegas. We'll see how that plays out. Week five, Tampa and Chicago. Is Brady and Tampa done? Or uh, are they just running through everybody? And then they're going to go to Chicago, where Chicago has Nick Foles, everybody. So is Nick going to be the quarterback by then? Uh, Cincinnati and the Ravens. The reason why I picked that is because you got the Ravens' great defense with that uh, with that killer running back. I mean, the killer quarterback. Um, but now they get the number one pick in Cincinnati, and how will he fare in his first year? Will he will he sink or swim? Uh, then you're gonna have Raiders, KC. I think that's a big game. Giants, Dallas is always a must watch. I don't care how good either one is. is. That's always a must watch. Even though the Giants probably trash this year. Uh, Texas in week six, you got Texans, Titans, uh, Redskins, Giants, must watch Cleveland, Pittsburgh, must watch Green Bay, uh, Tampa. That's Rogers versus, uh, Brady. You know, that's what that matchup's about. Week seven, Dallas, Washington, must watch. Always, uh, always a good game. Uh, big rivalry game. What makes me laugh is in Virginia, there are a lot of Cowboy fans versus Redskins fans. And the Washington team is like less than an hour, two hours, but you root for the team that's like a whole country away. I mean, yeah, it's like half the country away from you. Um, bandwagon. Uh, Pittsburgh and the Ravens, that's a big matchup. Uh, Tom goes to, uh, to Las Vegas uh, as Gruden faces his old team. 49ers in New England. Garoppolo faces his old team. Uh, again, by week seven, is New England done? And they're looking to tank so they can get uh, the quarterback from uh, from Clemson. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Lawrence something Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, week eight, you have Vegas and Cleveland. 49ers and Seahawks. Dallas and Philly. And Tampa and New York. Uh, that was a bad week, too. We're not going to go through all these weeks. I'm not going to go to week 17 because I'm already like, ugh. But the teams that you probably want to keep your eye on, you want to keep your eye on New England. You want to keep your eye on Dallas. You want to keep your eye on Tampa. You want to keep your eye on the Saints. You want to keep your eye on Green Bay because all these teams have so much. Pittsburgh, there's, there's so many question marks around these teams. Let's just go to – let's just – Pick Pittsburgh, Tampa, Saints, and New and Green Bay. All the quarterbacks on that team is over thirty five years old. Three of those teams, the quarterbacks is over thirty seven years old. So the question becomes, you know, I know these guys are great. I know it's a different league. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But Father Time wins every time, and there's only you only one hit away. <laughs> 
from where they were there playing on ESPN the next day. They're talking about your career and what it was <laughs> versus then what it what it will be. And yeah, they're playing on you know and and um uh uh, uh Clay whatever his name one of these guys is talking about well, well he was drafted and blah, 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 blah. so you know we're gonna find out uh oh shoot. we're gonna find out shortly but uh we'll come back let's wrap the show up uh we're gonna talk some you know nonsense I'll keep that one quick and we're gonna throw on some more music little Jodeci this is downright sports You're a real genius. 
All right, everybody, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we're going to get some of the formal stuff out the way. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast, uh, hit the subscribe button at the top, leave a comment. If you're listening on SoundCloud or Google Play, just follow and become a teammate. Uh, change it from being a friend. Become a teammate today and um, join the uh, join the new team. You know, so many people like to uh, chase and bandwagon certain things. How about you chase and bandwagon this show and become a, a teammate of the show? Uh, so this past, you know, the Jordan documentary is sparking up so much heat from everyone. Uh, conversations after conversations after conversations. Yesterday versus today, today versus yesterday, the talent, the athlete, etc., etc. Why is so and so better than this? Da 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 da. So, uh, I, you know, I'm 34 years old, but I, you know, I'm big into history. I'm big into uh, honoring yesterday a lot because you have to. I think sometimes you have to appreciate your past to understand your present and see where you're going in the future. So many people try to forget the past and then it tends to repeat itself because you think you reinvented the wheel. You think you came up with something new when you really didn't because it already happened. You know how many movies have been remade that were made in the thirties? You know how many songs uh, were you know remade and etc. and stuff like that. So you're, you're more than likely you're not hearing it for the first time more than likely you're not seeing it for the first time. And you're definitely probably not seeing or hearing it for the last time. Uh, when it comes to sports, the conversation always is, my time was better than this time. And I think today's athlete versus yesterday's athlete is a different creature, is a different person altogether. Uh, the workout regiments are different. They're more... Let's just be let's be real here. They pay more attention to you. I'll touch on myself. I played little league. I played uh, high school. I played middle school, junior high. I played high school and I played college baseball all the way through. From the time when I started playing, you either could play or you couldn't. You either your dad worked with you or you worked on it on your own. There were you know in there you played little you played little league or you played in school. There wasn't a thousand different travel balls. There wasn't a um, hundred private tutors. There wasn't uh, a, a, a workout plan for every day of the week. There wasn't a, a workout plan for this muscle and that muscle and this and that. You you either had or you did it, and that's what I think. You know, for today's athlete, you really need to kind of check what you say. Because think about like this. Think how great some of these guys were. Think how great Magic Johnson and Larry Bird were with the limited resources that they had compared to the to all the resources you guys have today. Flip it. Give <clears throat> give Bird and Magic the same uh, uh, training exercises, the same dieting and nutritional vets, uh, information you guys have today. Bird would have played well until 1998 versus 1992, or really 1990. Magic would have probably played till 2005. Michael Jordan would have been even that much better. Uh, in the baseball world, baseball was already ahead of the curve because they had guys taking steroids. 
Now take the steroids away, just give the guys the workout regimens that they have today, and Mark McGuire would have already been a big dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Ricky Henderson would have been that much better. If anything, the difference in the two worlds is it's you know it's well this guy was tougher back then, and I'm not gonna lie to you. The players of yesterday had to be tougher because you didn't have some of the, the information you have now. But I think the players today have the information. But they're kind of, you're, you're a little more, you're, you're punk made a little bit. Because you're so used to getting what you want. Um, in the game of basketball, kid, you know, I drive down the block every now and then. And I'm noticing, like, you know, a lot of kids is, you know, hooping outside again. And it makes me happy. I'm like, oh, cats is on the blacktop. They're getting, getting in it. You know, they shooting and stuff like that. But then I go to the park and the baseball field is empty. Empty. When I was a kid, yo, all we needed was four. We needed six guys. Seven times. We get a baseball game going. Easy kickball game. Something. But baseball, yo, if it ain't organized, cats don't want, you know, first of all, parents don't want the kid to go out. Oh, my God. Second of all, the the kids don't want to play. We, um, dude, hardball, tennis ball, whatever. We were getting a game in, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, you know, I don't see no kids playing football out in the street. None of that. Like, what's going on here? It's too. You used to get better because you uh, your body worked different muscles because you played everything. You you didn't have to wait for a coach to organize a game for you. I used to when um when I was coaching, it used to drive me crazy. Like guys would you know, oh coach, I need this, oh, I need that. Oh, I don't I'm like, dude, yo, just share a bat, like. We should just share bats. You know what I'm saying? We shared helmets. Like, guys had their own individual helmets and their own bats. And, like, Mazel Tov and respect that. But you you just, you know, that grit is what's missing in today's world. I was going to do a whole thing. I don't feel like it. <laughs> I had a whole, like, you know, a whole thing lined up. But I'm not going to go through it. I'll save, I'll, I'll save it for next time. Um, but, yeah, if there is a difference in yesterday and today, today's athlete is more athletic. But they're not as competitive. Uh, they're, you know, today's athlete, I think, and I'm not speaking for all. I'm just speaking for a small minority is content with just being on the team versus I need to work. You know what I'm saying? I need to get that work and I need to push myself. I need to I need to be better. I need to be better. Um, something I saw somewhere where they basically said, you know, you need to play like it's the first time you've ever played. Like, you you need to make every day like it's your first day. And it's hard because you get, you know, you get lax and you get content. But you you need to treat every day like it's the first. And I think some kids today don't. You know, they, they, they have to have it. Oh, give it to me. I'm not starting. I don't want to play. You know, I was talking to one of my big bosses. And he's tell, he's got three boys and they're athletic and he was telling me his his second you know, his second his middle child you know it doesn't want uh, football doesn't come natural to him so he don't want to play now <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I had that I had that when I was coaching oh I want to play I want to play and the crazy thing is when I was in school cats that used to quit yo used to get punked like yo you quit son yo you lame like quitting was not cool you feel me but you know. So whatever, it's clever, Trevor. Anyway, thank you all for listening. It's been real. Uh, we're going away. Be back two weeks. 
take I, I want I want to sleep in next Sunday. So we're gonna go away unless something pops off where I need to vent and I need to or I need to comment on it. You know, we're gonna be away for a while, so uh, we're just gonna keep plugging on to about episode twenty. And then after episode 20, we'll reevaluate where the sports world is and we keep moving there. Normally, I end the show around June and then come back around football season because, you know, the lulls. But we're going to do some fun stuff. Hopefully, baseball comes back because the, the plan was to spend a lot of time talking baseball this year and for me to do more homework than, like, just cheat <laughs> and read a headline and just go off on it. But we're going to we're gonna try to, um, you know, Especially with all this, the, the epidemic and stuff like that going on, we're gonna try to keep it moving and uh, keep it moving, keep it grooving. Uh, we're gonna end the show with little Richard, our you know, rest in peace, little Richard, rest in peace, Andre Harrell. Uh, you guys were amazing. You guys were great. Sad I never got to meet you, but uh, hopefully I'll see you on the other side of the turnstile. All right, everybody, be safe out there. Wash your hands and deuces. What you do to me, to the food?